Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Python. My name is Terry Toop, and today's show is called We're Still Climbing. Today is Juneteenth. This is when the Emancipation Proclamation was was declared that um, slaves were free, but of course in Texas they know to two years later, so it happened on June 19th. So we're going to get the significance of that. Also, the significance of African Americans, their contributions to society since Juneteenth, especially because this is a technology show. We're going to emphasize the use of technology that was brought about from African Americans since the since Juneteenth, 1865. So we're gonna get into all that, and I hope everyone sticks stick around. Hope you enjoy your day. I don't know if some years are off, but this is a significant day, and um, let's have fun and enjoy the show. And um, listen to the great music of the Isaac Brothers. This is work to do. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the music by the fabulous Isley Brothers that have been around since 1954. Wow. Um, Ronald Isley is 81 now, and that's significant in itself. So I hope everyone, if they have the day off today, I hope you're enjoying yourself. And yesterday was Father's Day, so I want to send out a special happy Father's Day to my father who's in heaven looking out on us. So happy Father's Day, Dad, Mr. Harcourt Toot, um, in heaven. And he's looking over us and all of us, not just my brothers and sisters, but all of us. So he's up in heaven. And I hope that the rest of you that will have fathers out of here, um, hug them, kiss them, whatever. Be appreciative that they're here and all the work they've done to make us all successful and to be here. So on that note, um, this weekend's been good. Uh, kind of took it easy, chilled. Had a little barbecue yesterday with some friends. Um, enjoyed myself very much. 
uh, did a beer can chicken, uh, you know, the hot dogs, hamburgers, that type of thing. But it was fun. I was sitting out in the backyard, listening to music and just joking around, that type of thing. It was just a good time. A neighbor came by, brought cupcakes over, and uh, we had a good time. That's all that matters. You have a good time, that that's that's the most important thing right now, nowadays, okay? So anything, I can't think of anything else I did. Uh, that's basically it, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so today is a very significant day. Today is Juneteenth. Um, it is a holiday that comes to light even more, okay? Um, so I'm going to get into the significance of it myself. So so for some of you who don't know what Juneteenth is, um, in 1863, uh, during the American Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, which declared more than 3 million slaves living in Confederate states to be free. And of course, like I was saying in the beginning, that it took two years for Texas to say something. And, uh, but it wasn't until June 19, 1865, that uh, in Galveston, Texas, that slaves were no longer, slaves were free. But, uh, you know, it was a big thing back then. It would, it would be too, if you're enslaved all these years, hundreds of years, and, uh, you know, it's been a celebration of, hey, I'm free, I can do this, I can do that, I'm not gonna be tortured, but still, it was hard for African-Americans, including myself, uh, I am African-American, and um, we still run into racism, hatred, even more today. Not so more, even more, but it's just, it's that element in there. But the four fathers and four brothers and four sisters, they suffered consequently um, trying to gain freedom, trying to be successful in life. And I give my homage to them for putting up with the bigotry and hatred, just but just trying to be successful in life. And these are things that I wish a younger generation would take heed to this and learn. Um, it seems like the younger generation don't care. All they worry about is to keep your hand out, money in their pocket, who's got the best sneakers, who's got the best clothes, that type of thing. Um, they Some of them need a reality check. And it's sad that we have to say these things, but it is so true. They don't know the struggles that my mother and father went through to just to live, okay? Have a house, a roof over your head, and a job. Extremely hard in you know, the 50s and 60s. And then they just don't know. So we're gonna talk about, we're trying to brighten the show up here and make it happier um all parties included okay so we're going to talk about the significance of african americans in society since juneteenth and you know we'll dwell on i think people get the uh implication that all african americans are either basketball players football players uh rappers and stuff like that. No, we're accountants, judges, attorneys, um, you know, Linux operators, uh, computer science, computer scientists, computer engineers, engineers, 
we're not just dropping hoops. All right. So this is something that I've always wanted to talk about. I'm not trying to be a social person, but it needs to be said because we have people out there that are just spewing hatred from Ron DeSantis, who I can't stand, okay, for him to just take out history of African-Americans in the school system is disgusting. Um, excuse me, he didn't take it out. He's taken portions of it to say basically it didn't really exist. But that's neither here nor there. So we're going to get into the show today. I want to talk about contributions African-Americans have made in technology and in life. So um, let's get started. Okay, for the first one, um, first one, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do the sports ones first, okay? Um, Jesse Owens um, in Berlin, and he won four gold medals in Berlin in 1936. Hitler did not like that. He despised it, seeing a African-American man beating the Germans in relays, and he did not like it, And but he still won four gold medals. Um, Haiti McDaniel, who won an Oscar in Gone with the Wind, uh, Best Supporting Actress, now is in 1940. And Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier um, when he was signed by Brand Tricky with the Brooklyn Bridges, and that was in 1947. All right. So I got the sports thing out the way. So, <laughs> okay. So, first person I'm going to talk about, his name is Garrett Morgan. He, in 1922, was the inventor of the traffic light. I did not know this, people. He was the inventor of the traffic light. Um, and also, he, uh, he invented the gas mask in 1912. Um, he noticed, uh, let's start with the gas mask. He noticed that uh, when he designed the device that used a wet sponge to filter out smoke and cool, and cool the air. Um, it had a, featured a, a tube in there and, you know, dang, it was in front. Uh, near front, near the floor, which took advantage of the clean air. So basically, there's tubes hanging from there. He knew that the air was clean at the bottom. And this was a gas mask. Um, and then also, he developed the traffic light. Okay, you know, traffic light we have right now, red, yellow, green. This gentleman created this back in 1922. Um, the two light only fe featured red and green. He filed a patent to make the yellow light as a warning light. And his invention is still in practice right now, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Garrett Morgan, thank you. The next person is Mr. Richard Spikes, gentleman from Texas. Um, he was a, a barber, a school teacher, musician, businessman, and an inventor. Um, he received his patent for the gear shift, automatic gear shifter. Automobile companies loved it. This is an African-American. These are contributions that have been helpful in society today. Um, then he also, besides our automatic gear shifter, he also was the one for the ABS, automatic braking system, in 1962. Um, he also has a patent for the Biotap, uh, uh, the Billiard Q-Rack, and the horizontally swinging barber chair. 
trust me, I go to barbershop every three weeks. And my barber swing me around. Just gentleman, Mr. Richard Spikes, about that. Um, phenomenal person to, to do that. And dealing with racism. Right. Next person is Mr. George T. Sampson. Um, he developed the first automatic clothes dryer. Um, he just used same suspension rods and designed to dry clothes. You know, um, he used that up until 1930 when the use of gas and electric dryers began. Um, then he uh, did hung clothes over the top in open flame, but often left clothes with a small bulk, so that didn't work out too good. <laughs> All right, and in 1966, Mary Van Britten Brown, the home security system, ladies and gentlemen, in 1966. Um, her and her husband, Albert, um, developed their first home security system. Um, of course, there's a high crime rate in, uh, in Queens. They developed their own security system. So basically, they do it. They did was uh, three peepholes, see to the door, and a camera. You could, this is in 1966, ladies and gentlemen. And you could adjust the peephole, the microphone, everything. These, this couple developed the first home electronic home system, security system. And it, this is in 1966 in Queens. Come on. Unbelievable, people. Unbelievable. And it goes to show that. Uh, you know, it's unbelievable what people can do when they're given an opportunity to have access to tools to develop these inventions, patented inventions. Um, it's, it's remarkable, ladies and gentlemen. And, and this is why I'm doing the show on Juneteenth. Like I said, this is a celebration of life, okay? This is my... Grandfather, great grandfather, pride of them, they were slaves, ladies and gentlemen, but they contributed to society. Here, these people I'm reading off to you, these people contribute to society. But it seems like today we're still getting told that we got to step back because we're making too much noise or we're smarter, but we're going to keep you silent. It's not fair, but it is. This is what they're doing. So, um, Unbelievable, but like I said, we're gonna keep on. We gotta keep climbing. We gotta keep climbing that rope to get to the pinnacle, and that's what we're, these people are doing, and I'm trying to do. All right. So the next uh, invention that was created, Mr. Otis Boykin. Um, he had 26 patents. His best known for electronic control devices and guided missiles. IBM computers and the pacemaker. Um, the reason why he was he was a, he developed the pacemaker. This young man, um, this gentleman, developed the pacemaker because his mother, who was sick, died of a heart ailment, and he was just a year old. So it gave him the idea to pursue electronics, science, medical. Developed he developed the pacemaker in 1964. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay, next person. Uh, Thomas Jennings was the first African American to receive 
a patent. This gentleman, uh, his patent in 1821 at the age of 30, uh, was a process of uh, a forerunner to modern dry cleaning. He developed dry cleaning uh, process. And he was also a tailor. And he was able to open up the stores in New York. Um, then he devised uh, a patented dry scouring process. He was also a successful businessman and a supporter of abolitionists. For some of you who don't know abolitionists, this is the person who's trying to free people that's an abolitionist okay next person we're going to talk about is miss shirley ann jackson uh she was president of rpi mentally polytechnical institute which is in troy new york um she's she was a president she's the president of a university a very highly technical university to get into uh, she's the first African-American woman to receive a doctorate from MIT uh, in physics. Uh, she's both the first woman and first African-American serving chairman of the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Okay. And she's the first African-American elected to the National Academy of Engineering. And she was the first to receive the ben Beniva Bush Award. In engineering. Unbelievable. Unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. I mean, it's just, you're, just, you're just asking for an opportunity. No one's, um, people just need a chance to be successful and they need to be handed the right tools to create or do things positive in society. All right. And that's basically what it is. And some of these people that I've been talking about, uh, I've never heard of some of them. And um, it goes to show you that it's like a hidden treasure of knowledge that I, you know, these people that, you know, that suffered through segregation, bigotry coming up. I've, I've been through it, okay? But um, here are these people back in the day after Juneteenth, it was a struggle, ladies and gentlemen, for African Americans. It was a true struggle to be someone, to be a man, to be a woman in America at that time, because some people were not ready for that because they felt threatened. But it wasn't. It was just some people want to be a contributor to society so we could all work together. And you know what? I'll talk about it. I had to go through, you know, getting the buildings burnt out, houses burnt out, beaten up, yelled at, all kind of names. Terry Toot wouldn't be here right now. And I wouldn't be able to talk to you because of the forefathers and for the women, the men and women of the civil rights era that took a chance. Some of them died. Some of them got beaten up really bad. But they made a voice. They made a statement saying, we are somebody. We can build rockets. We can help build cars. We can get a math project. Okay, we can write programs. Okay. We can also build buildings.
we can design the interior of buildings. So what I'm saying here, ladies and gentlemen, is just that people just need an opportunity, an opportunity to be successful. And that's basically it. Okay. And and they're part of it. And here we go. Here's one person we want to talk about a little bit more in depth. This is Catherine Johnson, you know, the movie Hidden Figures. So I'm going to give you a brief story on her. She was born in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. Um, she was, math was nothing to her, but she was working hard to master geometry and algebra. She started high school at 10 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Catherine Johnson started high school at 10 years old. Okay. Uh, she was in college at 15. Um, she graduated with honors at 18. Um, she taught black students math. She uh, Then she enrolled at West Virginia University, studied math, but she left because she wanted to raise a family. Um, and then in 1952, uh, she was 34 years old. Um, she heard about jobs for blacks. Black women with mathematics and computer skills at Langley. Um, Langley Air Force Base is in Virginia. And she was working at the laboratory at the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, which will later will become NASA. <laughs> um, so Katherine Johnson, she was a computerized woman at that time. They called she was a human computer. Uh, she could do calculations that were nothing to her uh, for space flight. Um, you know, during her time at, at the Space Center, she broke racial barriers where other African-American men or women were able to work in Langley. Because um, those jobs were only supposed to be for white women. Here she is, she's breaking barriers where other African-American women and men were able to work at Langley Air Force Base. Um, you know, in the movie, she, her biggest accomplishment was uh, to calculate the trajectory or path of the country's first human space flight in 61, and that astronaut was Alan Shepard, Alan B. Shepard. Um, he had a safe flight coming back because of her calculations and getting that spacecraft back to Earth. Um, she did John Glenn's flight into space. And then... She calculated trajectories for Neil Armstrong's flight to the moon on Apollo 11. Apollo 11. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Miss Catherine Johnson. She was a walking computer. <laughs> she died on February 24, 2020 at the age of 101. God bless her. Um, NASA dedicated Catherine G. Uh, Johnson Computational Research Facility at Langley Research Center to commemorate hard work she did and to make them take them to the stars ladies and gentlemen this was katherine johnson you know what <laughs> gotta give her gotta give her total 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 admiration and she died three years ago and she was just a walking computer ladies and gentlemen she can calculate trajectory into space and coming back i mean I got it. Congratulations. She was phenomenal. All right. 
And ladies and gentlemen, the last person we'll talk about for today will be Mr. Lonnie Johnson. Um, he's from Mobile, Alabama. Um, you know, simple family. Father was a truck driver. Father was stay at home. Um, and they're saying that uh, his parents picked cotton in the summer. Oh my God, that's very so brutal. Um, he was, Mr. Johnson was, uh, you know, fascinated with George Washington Carver. Um, and then he created a robot in high school named Lennox, L-I-N-E-X. Uh, it won a state science prize in Alabama. Um, and he had very good grades. Another person, extremely talented. He went to um, Tuskegee University. Um, then he graduated in 1973 with a bachelor's of science degree in mechanical engineering. Uh, then in 75, he's got his master's in nuclear engineering. Uh, he worked for Oak Ridge National Laboratory and United States Air Force. And then he joined NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena in 79. That's unbelievable. Um, he worked on the Galileo spacecraft, which launched the flight to Jupiter. A man, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, he went back working for the United States Air Force from 82 to 87. And he was working on inventions at home. So if people don't know that. Lonnie Johnson was the creator of the Super Soaker. Okay? He was the creator of the Super Soaker. And... Once again, he had a fight, hustle, tussle to get his toy to a distributor, to a company that would listen to him. Um, and then he was still working on the Mars Observer spacecraft and the missions to Saturn. Um, and also, his job was to make sure every system on the spacecraft had a backup system just in case something went wrong. And to make sure in this bed to make sure that the spacecraft was protected. Um, so he got a toy manufacturer. That's how the super soaker came to be. Um, he got a toy manufacturer to hey listen to his idea. So the company was Laramie, which now was bought by Hasbro, and Super Soaker was released in 1990. And in 1991-92, is one of the best-selling toys. And they still sell the Super Soaker. I saw it um, in uh, Target just last week. Super Soaker made billions of dollars in sales. And Mr. Johnson has a lot of patents. Um, like I said, he was inducted into the Alabama Engineering Hall of Fame. And... Unbelievable. All he just wanted is someone to look at his idea and it's just flourished. You know what? Let's give him a round of applause. Uh, this is a little something that I was digging some information on Mr. Lonnie Thompson. Um, this is what they said. They said, the things you love to create can lead to your life's greatest successes. At a young age, Lonnie Johnson loved to invent toys, including his prize-winning robot. His lifelong love of inventing helped him make spacecraft safer. 
and to improve energy technology and make summer a little bit more fun for a lot of people. So in that last line, said it clearly, to make summer a little bit more fun for a lot of people. That's talking about the Super Soaker, ladies and gentlemen. So, okay, so that's our show for today. Um, just remember, today is Juneteenth. And just remember, people are celebrating, enjoying the fact that we are here. African Americans are here. We're not going anywhere, but um, we're a contributor. I feel like I'm a contributor to doing this podcast and telling you about, you know, the latest and greatest computers, earbuds, uh, monitors, and stuff like that. But I'm the, oh, I can say this to you real quick. I might not do a show next weekend because I will be going to the Saratoga Springs New York Jazz Festival. I'm finally going to see Snarky Puppy, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Get a chance to listen to the music, Snarky Puppy. And I'll, hopefully I'll try to do them next Sunday, depending on how much rest I get, because I'm flying back, and it's going to be early in the morning. So we'll see. But I'll give you a full update of the show. Um, Carlson Antenna's second wife is doing performing, and I'm also going to see Tower of Power. Oh, I love the music. I will give you a full analysis, everything I can tell you about the show. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining the show today. Appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. And, and we're going to end the show on this note. This is Smokey B. Cleroy. God bless and be well, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Juneteenth Day. Take care.